0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2 C. It's a Friday afternoon, which means I believe it's time to talk dollars and cents. And uh,
1: the man who talks, uh,
0: you know, a good deal of sense, but keeps all the dollars, it's Luke
1: Smith from Envision Financial. I wish. Yeah. I wish. I've got a farm that's taken out of my pocket faster than I can get it in
0: there. Oh, you've got a farm. That explains everything because I come from a farming family. Mm. Farming families are always on and on and on about how this is costing so much and how Mm. that's going wrong and it didn't rain enough or it rained too Mm. much.
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. It's not even a legit farm. It was more happy wife, happy life.
0: It's a tax write-off farm, isn't it? Not even. (laughs) We're here to talk about anything but your personal affairs. We're here to talk about... Life insurance, mm. when you hold your life insurance in your super fund. Now, this is interesting because mm. I actually looked at my statement from my super fund and there is a, um, a death benefit component in there. And if I die, they're going to pay me very, very little, I think. Is it even
1: worthwhile? Well, and that's sort of why we're raising this topic at the moment because 30 June statements will be coming out and it gives you a summary of what's in the fund. And one of the questions that we get over and over again is, Do I pay for it myself or do I put it through super? And the answer really is it depends because you need to come at it and say, well, what's the cover for? And the big thing people need to keep in mind here is that where the money goes has a direct implication in relation to the tax that is paid. All right? Now, what I mean by that is a spouse or dependent child is treated as a tax dependent in the event of a payment. So, If you're under 18 or under 25 and studying full-time, or you're the spouse of the life insured, the money can be paid to you out of the super fund, no tax. Monies that are paid to non-dependent individuals are taxed at 32%. So, If you're holding a million dollars of life cover and something happens and you lose your spouse, and that money's there to extinguish a debt or for multiple other purposes you need to remember, you may need to gross up your sum insured to allow for that tax component where the money's going to end up in the hands of a non-dependent. So you really need to look at a statement and say, what have I got? Why have I got it? Because it is always one of those things people come in, sit down and they go, I've got this cover. Okay, how come? Well, at this point in time, we needed but, up, 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 up. But that was nine years ago and I haven't looked at it since. So Great time of the year to be getting your statement when it comes, having a look in the fund and saying, What have I got? How much is it costing me? And what is it for? And make sure, like we say in most shows, start with why and come backwards from there. Why have I got it? Why am I holding it in my super fund? And are there any implications or a change in my situation that could be adverse to my objective? Like, my kids are all adults now. I'm no longer with my partner. My partner may have predeceased me. Maybe you may pull the, the cover out of super and hold it in your own name. Do you need a tax deduction? That's another big one. I want to get a tax deduction. Premiums for life insurance through super are tax deductible. But keep this in mind. You can use your own money to pay a premium in super and claim a tax deduction. The downside of that is that it soaks up some of that 27500 threshold under the concessional contribution cap. So there are lots of ways to hold your cover. The big thing is really about what is it for? What does it cost? And I I recommend that people look at their statements and don't assume that cover through an industry fund is cheap. The cost of premiums in those types of funds have gone up exponentially over the last couple of years and you may be able to get much better quality cover either through another super fund, through another provider. And remember that... All insurance companies will offer life insurance in the superannuation environment that you can use your super money to pay for. So here's an example. I've got a million dollars of insurance through my super fund, ABC Super, and XYZ insurance company over here provides me with a million dollars of life insurance in the superannuation environment. Now, that means that they create your policy in a superannuation fund that just holds your insurance. You can't invest in it, you can't add to it, you can't use it for anything else. It just holds your life insurance. But you can use your superannuation capital to pay the premium on the other side so it's not tied to the fund that you invest your money in because people are often moving their superannuation around and a big problem of holding your insurances through your investment fund is that you could be stuck there because you can't transfer the cover So if you want to move out to another fund that's cheaper, more flexible, better performing, whatever your reason, you may need to leave some money in that fund to pay the premium because it's stuck and tied to that fund. Having a life contract or any other form of insurance provided by an insurance company that you can then fund from anywhere your super is, is a much better way of having flexibility and portability over your, your insurances so that you can maintain what you need as your situation changes over the longer term.
0: Okay. So uh, what are the benefits then of holding this, the um, insurance policy, the life insurance policy, outside of your super? Because um, if it's a, a case of uh, certain uh, circumstances have reasons for choosing to do it inside the super and other circumstances it's more suitable outside. What would be the benefits for holding it separately from your superannuation?
1: So if you held it separately from your superannuation, you'd be addressing the dependent, non-dependent issue of where's the money going. Because when you look at saying I've got a million dollars of cover and the premiums $2,000, $2,000 at 15% against $320,000 of tax, I don't think you're doing it for tax deduction. So you need to think about where the money's going to go in relation to the tax. It could also be that you don't want to mix the components of the superannuation fund, okay? So the underlying components of each superannuation structure may be different. You may want to keep them separate. You may have different beneficiaries. Um, You may have different needs in relation to income streams. So there are a number of reasons why you would keep insurance outside you may also want to maximise your personal deductible contributions, and not soak up some of that limit with insurance premiums. Um, you may not be able to get new cover. You know, as part of an application process, you need to go through medical underwriting for some yeah. levels of cover. And if you if you don't have the ability to get new cover, you can transfer um, insurance out of super and it's called a cancel and replace where there's no medical underwriting and you just change the ownership of the policy, your super fund may run out of funds. Your insurance premium may get so high that it's eating into the money in the fund. So you may want to hold it outside and pay for it with wages, rent, or another form of of remuneration. So it's, it's really about making sure that it's in super for the right reasons. And it's also outside of super for the right reasons and everybody's situation's going to be a little bit different and and they're the sorts of things people need to consider.
0: When you set up your super, and that usually happens when you start a new job um, Mm. or even your first job, uh, you get the option to uh, select whether or not you have life insurance inside your super. Mm. A lot of people um, just take the set and forget approach and they, they, it's there by default and they, they mm. don't make any other conscious choice. Mm. Uh, but uh, is that really the best way to go? Just take what's offered and, and set and forget? Um, I,
1: I think having something over nothing until you can make an informed decision is good. But I liken a lot of what we call group insurance. So it's just default, here it is. It's like the mineral water when you go out for lunch. You know, when you sit down at lunch and they say, would you like still or sparkling? And you go, <laughs> oh, whatever. And then you find out when you get the bill later that one bottle of San Pellegrino costs the same as like four Coronas. <laughs> and you're thinking bubbly water wasn't that good. Yep, That's exactly what happens with a lot of industry funds and default insurance for people. They stick it in there. They take some premiums. They're putting a charge in your super that you may or may not look at. And it could be a lot more than you realise. So if it was that over nothing, great but I think people need to be well aware of the importance of their need for insurance and their changing situation. Mm. And then go to the open market. Don't just assume that because it's in your fund it's cheap and also don't assume that just because it's in your fund it has the best definitions. Yeah. So you need to really assess your your needs individually.
0: Yeah, the reason I ask that is because I've had it suggested to me, particularly when you're younger, you might be better off cancelling the default insurance that's in your superannuation and getting your own life insurance outside of superannuation to cover whatever needs you might have, whether mm. it's providing for your family mm. in the unfortunate event that you pass away young yep. uh, or getting the debts paid off if in those circumstances, whatever the case might be. And the reason that you'd be better off that Ways because then 100% of the money going into the super is actually going into your super and exactly. not into the insurance.
1: Exactly. And, and, and like anything in life, if you've got to pay for it anyway, you need to be looking and saying, Do I want it in? Do I want it out? What are the benefits of in? What are the benefits of out? And that's exactly right. It's, it's one of those things that, from a compounding perspective, could have an impact on the environment that your super grows in. Similarly, if you're going to pay for something, you're going to pay for it outside. Well, if you're gonna pay for it anyway, there's a cost that's gonna be incurred. So the argument is, if you can't afford it in your own name, stick it through super. If you can afford it and you want the best possible definitions, then go and do some analysis, get some advice, get some help and compare what's available because the difference in relation to the quality of policies inside and outside of super are significantly different. And I cannot stress enough that they are not the same because not only do you have to deal with the insurance definitions provided by the company that gives you the insurance, if it's in your super fund, in the event of a claim, you've then got to go and deal with the trustee of the fund, which is another layer of complexity. It's another layer of administration. It's another layer of potential grief that you've got to endure to try and get what's yours. And again, we've got the tax implications that we've spoken about mm-hmm. before. So if you had default cover over nothing, fantastic. Yeah. But if you're an adult... Um, and you're having a go at being an adult and you have liabilities and things like that. And, you know, we spoke about income protection last week to protect people's kids, therefore indirectly protecting themselves. This is no different. If you've got debts and mortgages and, and you said, well, if I took this person out of our family equation, the machine may not run the same. Look at what you need, get it priced, get the right structure, get the right definitions and fund it the way that suits your why. But don't just assume that everything is the same, and don't just assume that because mm. it's in your super, it's cost-effective and appropriate.
0: So, is there anything else that people need to consider when it comes to choosing life cover, either inside or outside super, that we haven't touched upon already?
1: No, I, I think we've sort of touched on the, the vast majority of the whys. Um, again, I just stress: don't don't assume that it's cheap. Review it regularly to your changing situation. Make sure that you have it in the superannuation environment if that's how you want to do it, but don't necessarily hold it inside your particular fund. Because as I said earlier, you can go to any insurance company and they will hold life insurance through super, through the provider, and then you just have an annual rollover of the premium from your super to the account that holds your policy. So it's not a case of it must be inside the fund. That way then you can limit the fact that you are tied or locked into the particular super fund you're in if it may or may not suit your needs over time.
0: We're talking about uh, should I hold life insurance through my super fund? So, Luke, what are the key things to mm. remember?
1: Well, I think the first one is, is, is the level of cover I have appropriate? Is it is it what I need and is it changing with my situation? One thing people need to keep in mind is that a lot of default cover... Reduces as you hit certain age triggers. So you may have a hundred thousand, you may have a million, but over time as you get older, it's coming down through the way that it's structured.
0: Which is why I got the shock of my life and I saw I'm only covered for X amount of dollars and I thought, what's leaving
1: mm. the point? Well, that's it. So you need to get a proper contract that says, right, I've got this much cover and it stays the same. It's not taken from you. Also, keep in mind that the definitions of a policy through super can be changed by the provider without your consent. Okay, now, the definition of death hasn't changed, and it's not likely to change, but when it comes to TPD and income protection and other things that you can have through your super phone, yeah, really important to understand that a retail contract is set and cannot be amended without your consent. These group contracts can be amended, and there's nothing you can do about the positive or negative changes that occur where it's held through your super under a default It's option. sounding less and less attractive as you go. Well, again, it's like most things in life. It's You're going to get what you pay for, and when in life was the cheapest thing, the best thing. Um, and this is really, really, really important because in the event of a claim, you don't want to be squabbling over a, a poorly worded definition or paying tax you didn't realise you were going to incur just because you held it in the wrong structure. Um People can p- remember that non dependents will pay a significant amount of tax as opposed to dependents. So if you do need to pay tax, all the purpose of the cover is to give the money to adult kids. Gross up the sum insured to allow for the tax. If you want to hand them a million, gross it up to 1.32. Pay the tax, you'll get around your million dollars net. Just remember that there's tax implications for the person that receives it and that gets broken down into dependent and non-dependent. Review the premiums and see in the open market if you can get a better deal. Remember that you don't have to hold insurance through the investment fund you are with. You can use superannuation money and roll over the premium mm. somewhere else. Yeah, so I think that's an, important,
0: yeah, that's an important one because a lot of people might not be aware of that. You'd either think there was yeah. the default one inside your super or Correct. nothing.
1: Yeah, no, and that's it's. I'm actually a big advocate of, for the right reasons, have it in super, but – don't have it necessarily in the fund you have investments in because if the menu in that fund is terrible or the performance of it's bad or you decide that your preferences change, you need to have portability and flexibility of your investment money and that may involve keeping or losing insurance that you may not be able to replace. So remember, you can roll over money to pay for insurance with another provider. Um, And just remember that, as I said that last one there, nothing cheap was ever the best and your life cover's kind of important. So, you know, if you're ever not going to be stingy about something...
0: It's a tricky one, though, isn't it? I mean, nothing cheap was ever the best, but sometimes the most expensive's not the best either. But anyway...
1: Exactly, and that's where you've just got to align what's your why... And is it competitive? Yeah, absolutely. So, Luke, it's uh, that time of the
0: program when I must ask you the all-important question. Where can listeners get more information?
1: Yeah, if you're not sure, 62604749. I think we've got some spots left in October. Um, Envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've got the podcast, the strategy stack of Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel where we've got the show every week. You can watch it on your iPhone. Key takeouts before and after the ad break. And there's nothing to read so you can do it from the comfort of your couch. There's a little something there for for everybody.
0: Uh, There certainly is. Luke, thanks very much. See you next week. We'll see you again next Friday at the same time right here on 2CC when Luke Smith from Envision Financial comes back into the studio once again to talk all things finance.